If there is one thing about me that I know to be completely and utterly true, it is that I'm going to have a crush and I'm going to, I'm going to have a crush. I am going to become so obsessed that it is unhealthy, that it is inhumane and debilitating. And I feel like that really formed um, who I am today and who I am as a person. And so we're going to dive into that today. We're going to dive into kind of my first celebrity male crushes that really formed me into who I am today. Um, They formed me in my personality into a way that no other man ever could. Not my father, not my previous boyfriends. They shifted me in my womanhood. And it wasn't pretty at some times. It was concerning. But that's fine. Because I think I turned out okay. And so for today's episode, we are going to dive into my severe obsessions that I've had over the past 15 years. And it's a lot. So let's buckle up and get into it. I think probably one of my first crushes that I had was Zac Efron circa 2006. Obviously. Um, That was the start of the high school musical saga, some may say. And I think this was like my first time I ever remember like being obsessed with a boy. Um, Because Whenever I would, whenever I was younger, I would go on vacation with um, my family and uh, another family of family friends. And what we would do is we would pretend that Corbin Blue and Zac Efron lived right down the street in when we were staying at Outer Banks in the house that we were renting for that week. And we would pretend that they were like our neighbors and they lived, you know, across the street and we would pretend we would be getting ready to go see them or we would go out on the porch and pretend like, you know, we were like waiting for them. And that was the first memory I really had of being obsessed with a boy. Um, Let's just get the proof, put the proof in the pudding, putting in the proof. I don't know, bitch. Um, I mean, the His hair walked so Justin Bieber's could run. When was Justin Bieber, Bieber's start of career? Like, was he after this? So he was about two years-ish, three years after Zac Efron's swoop-diddly-swoop. So his, like, swoop was the beginning. And I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Now, whenever I look at this now, what do I feel? Nothing. I feel a little creeped out. I'm not quite sure how old he was, but I feel a little uncomfy. I mean, God, what, what just the epitome of 2006, the blonde, the not blonde hair, but it's, you know, the highlights, the brown hair, the swoop, the gorgeous, borderline feminine eyes I mean this was the start look at that smile dog oh my god him dude (laughs) 
there was an obsession there. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of my love for men. Then chronologically, we move on to Josh Hutcherson, which was also kind of maybe a few years after my Zac Efron obsession. This, like, Zac Efron was kind of like the first one, but Josh Hutcherson was whenever I was like... I I was figuring out what it's like to be a woman. I was still a girl, but I felt like I was a woman the way that I was thinking about this man. This obsession with Josh Hutcherson was kind of the first one where it was displayed. Like my obsession was displayed. Let me let me just show you um what I mean by that. Um <laughs> so if you don't know, this man was in The Hunger Games. And the Hunger Games, let's see when that year was. This is what I had in my room. I had a, which one was it? I don't even think it was him as like Peter Malark. I think it was just him. It was probably something like this. I had a life-sized cardboard cutout of Josh Hutcherson in my room. That was at the end of my bed. And I can't imagine what it would be like for someone to have a cardboard cutout of me in their bedroom that has to be some form of like invasion of privacy that's I still can't believe that I had that I mean bitch I had I had the magazines I had the posters on my walls I had it all I mean I was just at this age where I was like starting to get access to YouTube videos, interviews, you name it. I was watching it. And honest to God, like I don't even really find him that attractive now, but there was something about like that smile, that Josh Hutcherson smile, bitch. Let me tell you something. Oh, bitch. Come this (laughs) girl. (laughs) Oh, this I had this fucking poster plastered on my walls this <gasps> there's something about his his hair's a little wet and dirty he's covered in dirt he's fighting for his life there's something about a man fighting for his life that just really gets me going why do you think that people think that military men are hot because they are fighting they're getting dirty And there's nothing hotter than a man who has a little dirt on his arm, whose fingernails probably have mud underneath them. There's nothing hotter than that. And I'll say that with my chest. And I am. Mm. God, bitch, that just took me back. Holy shit, this picture. (gasps) Girl. Mm. God damn. Mm. And so here's the thing. Josh Hutcherson, I was like, I was... I wasn't like a Joe bro girl. Um, I was a directioner and we're going to get into that next. But I was a Hunger Games girl, first and foremost. I don't know what it was, but it was like the first book and movie I had saw that was like more, it wasn't even like adulty. They're like, but it had more like violence in it. And that was kind of the first time where I was like, oh, Like, what are these feelings that I'm feeling? Like, I was having womanly feelings (laughs) rather than girl feelings. Um, So that was kind of 
that was the first like obsession where it was it was just my entire personality then we shifted to one direction like I said I wasn't a Joe bro girl I wasn't a believer <laughs> I was a directioner and I would switch around from like Nile to Harry and then Zane for like a hot second um this was also the origins of fan fictions yeah yeah you heard me you know what I did read fan fictions and I have read fan fictions within the last year and what are you gonna do about it make fun of me I don't care I could care less actually once again I had the magazines I had their posters just not that long ago I was going through whenever I moved back home I was going through my closet and cleaning out my room so I can move back in and at the top of my closet I have this like little shelf thing that's like I need a little stool to get up there and I would just shove shit up there and I unlocked a time capsule up there and I kept a lot of the stuff I mean I had the One Direction perfume I, I kept that box because that is basically the holy grail that was if I still had the bottle I would have won the lottery I mean that thing could go for millions on eBay. And I had the all of the magazines and I would like cut out their faces and like put them in a collage. It was just <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're going through puberty, you are feeling things that you didn't know existed. You are exploring new ideas. And some people, everyone does it differently in how they might express that time in their life. I expressed it through an obscene obsession with celebrities, specifically male celebrities, that I would have died on the hill saying that I was going to marry. But what I didn't take into consideration was what I looked like and my age, most importantly, when thinking about marrying Josh Hutcherson I was like okay he's this age and I'm this age which isn't too far apart I didn't my brain did not go anywhere near the legality of it I was just like okay that's not that many years meanwhile I was a child but there's just something I think it's actually kind of cute that young girls like when we were all that age I was just like I just thought it was so obtainable to one day marry Harry Styles um and I thought I I thought I had him bagged I really did um, and maybe that does have something to contribute with like my false optimism or like my hopeless romanticism. Maybe, but there's nothing I can do about it now. It already happened and it's already, we're already here. We're already here. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't like a big Justin Bieber fan. Um, I didn't like hate him or anything. I definitely wasn't too into like the Joe Bro, Jonas Brothers fandom, um, I liked Camp Rock, but I wasn't, like, obsessed. I also think it probably has something to do with the fact that, like, around, you know, the whole Joe Bro fandom hype, Taylor and Joe Jonas had dated. And I, first and foremost, am a Swifty, if you haven't already found that out by now, if you've listened to this podcast, at least for, like, two, three episodes, um, that they broke up and Taylor was like a little bit more public with it and obviously I'm gonna side with her I mean she's my fucking mother for god's sakes so yeah 
that's I I just like wasn't obsessed it was like all my time for a few years went to Taylor Swift in One Direction but we're here today to talk about One Direction so like I said I went kind of from like Nile to Harry and this was probably around the same time ish or like right after um the Hunger Games this like soon followed I don't think I had a life-size cardboard cutout of actually my mind could be playing tricks on me but there's a really good chance that I had a cardboard cutout of Harry Styles or maybe it was Niall Horan I don't know but let's go down memory lane and look at them in circa 2013 because we're going chronologically now oh my god come on dude look at that look at that smile are you fucking kidding me (laughs) (laughs) so for those of you who don't know um any kind of one direction lore this was in 2013 arguably the start of frattery aka frat boy harry aka when he like overnight became sexy instead of just like cute because prior to this he was like oh like oh he's cute like in this picture like his fluffy hair overnight he got tan knew how to dress himself and became a little cheeky he was like the definition of cheeky there's something about his fucking dimple that I just want to swim in it. Let's see here. This bastard, this son of a bitch was. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Girl, I. Let's just look at this picture specifically real quick i know in 2013 this man looked like this and he was i think 19 or something like that like he was young during this time they don't make 19 year olds like that anymore um they just you're telling me he was 19 in this? No, he wasn't. No, I don't think so, actually. Um, what happened? What happened where they're just not... Why don't they look like that anymore? I don't care. He is the definition of what a girl wants what a girl wants what a girl needs that's come on dude now this is also like the the frat or not frat it's he's growing his hair out right now so now he's in like the prince hair harry is what the locals call it the fans might i just say and this was the transition period from frat boy harry to prince hair harry to long hair harry l h h if you will this 
Now, say what you want. I don't care if it was so greasy. This was his time where he was coked out probably all the time. He was high on something every single interview we ever saw him. Look at that. Are you fucking with me right now? There are things in my head that I want to say, but I will not because it is vulgar and it is disrespectful to society. Um, But just know that there are things going on in my head right now. And this picture is at the forefront of my brain probably every day. I would probably, I have a boyfriend, okay? Let's get that straight. But I would do unspeakable things in order to hang out with Long Hair Harry. Just hang out. I infamously hate children. I would birth a child and give it up. Now, that doesn't mean a lot because it would be pretty easy for me to do that because I don't like kids. Maybe let's rephrase that. I, and that's a little extreme. Um, but is it? I think I would. Mm, I'd probably break my arm for a chance with him. Oh my God. He like make like my heart's fucking racing right now. Looking at these pictures of him. I'm like. Okay, I gotta stay on, I gotta stay on track. Then we go, um, during this One Direction era, we also have Niall Horan. Um, so we'll just do, like, 2014. Because this is, like, when he got his braces off. And he had the blonde hair. His teeth were perfect. This was also kind of his... Oh! <laughs> I had this fucking poster on my wall. This picture, God, I thought I had a chance. I'm not even going to pull up a picture of what I looked like in 2014 because it's not going to be good. But boy, oh boy, did I think I had a fucking chance with a man looking like that. (laughs) I just got fucking chills all over my body, dude. (laughs) I'm like blushing. I have fucking chills on my body, dude. This was a time to be alive. This, this was my fuel. This era was, food wasn't my fuel. It was this content. It was me having access to the internet and watching endless videos of them doing interviews and videos of them. Oh, bitch. Oh my God. The, um... Oh my god. What are they called? It's like the OG POV fan thing. One Direction. Your name. They give you like scenarios. And what are they called? One shots? (gasps) (laughs) The Imagines? Okay, bitch. This is what it is. This is... I was deep, deep into this obsession. I mean, there was... I... The only thing that really got me out was them breaking up. But even my obsession with Harry Styles continued. That didn't go anywhere. Um, P. 
P.O. or imagine Harry protectively pulling you through a mob of fans into his car. It's just a picture of Harry Styles, like a fans like taking a picture of him, probably like dragging his arm. I mean, this just imagine. Did you use a chat up line on YN, which meant like your name? So it'd be like, did you use a chat up line on Lily? Harry, I did. Interviewer, which one did you use, Harry? If beauty was a time, you'd be eternity. I was eating this shit up. What do you mean? I was devouring it. This was my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, I saw nothing wrong with this. Now, is it a little cringy? Possibly. Am I still going to eat it up? Probably. Probably. So, oh, this picture, bitch. Theo. Doesn't he have a kid? I don't know. I just, like, I just remember, bitch. Okay, wait. There's this other thing. It was, like, the One Direction cartoon videos. The Super Direction. It's, like, this dude who, like, made One Direction and into, like, animated characters. And you just, like, they just, like, took you along this, like, little story. I mean, this was... How does this only have 88,000 views? <gasps> the vid- video diaries? I can't even... I can't even touch that. Okay, I will. So, One Direction, what they did during, like, their X Factor and, like, beginning of their... um career they did these little video diaries they would like sit on this fucking staircase and this is where a lot of lore was born the whole larry situation i'm not even fucking touching that you bitches are weird for thinking about that but this is where a lot of the lore came in and they did a lot of this kind of stuff and because of the internet i would argue is why i had such a deep obsession because I formed this parasocial relationship with them and I felt like I knew them because I was consuming so much content. I mean, I wasn't sleeping. I was just reading fanfics and watching videos, Harry Styles' cutest moments. Bitch, that was it. That was it for me. I would have done anything. Still would. Still love him. Um, it's just not as, like, extreme. I'm not, like, you know, like, I'm sleeping at night compared to, like, beforehand where I, like, wasn't. Then there was the Twilight Core, which I wasn't, like, too crazy about, but I did really like Taylor Lautner for a little bit. I was Team Taylor, obviously. And then whenever him and Taylor Swift dated, um, my worlds quite literally collided and crashed and then burned because they broke up. But I wasn't, like, too into that. Um, I thought, I just thought Taylor Lautner was more attractive um, than Robert Pattinson. Now, Robert Pattinson now, let's see if I find him attractive. Um, he's like ugly hot in my head. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Like he, I don't know. It's just like, it's hard to like say that this man was attractive whenever they had that filter on him with that hair They made him translucent. Like, I get he's a vampire, but that just, like, wasn't doing it for me. It was not doing it for me, which is fine. But I just wasn't, I was more focused on One Direction at the end of the day. 
Um, then we had MagCon. Bitch. This was like the Vine era. This was the time where the MagCon boys were at an all-time high. Um, we had Cameron Dallas, Sean Mendes, Nash Greer, Jack Jelinski. Uh, there was like an obsession that I... It was like disgusting. It was kind of like One Direction 2.0, even though I hate to say that because it was like they're not even on the same level. But in terms of like the obsession of their fans, it was probably pretty similar. I mean, I'm sure they were probably also doing the like imagines with Cameron Dallas and everything. But now looking back on it, it's so fucking weird. Like, first of all, Cameron Dallas was like old. He was like way too old to be doing this shit, um, which I found out not too, too long ago, but they were just like, they would just put on a show and then like dick around on stage and make people pay for it. It was literally just because they were good looking and I was eating it up. I was, I was eating it up. I didn't go to any of the shows, but I mean, they were like the start of like boys becoming famous because they're attractive online I would argue like they were kind of the start of it um because you had vine and creating that like quick content and gaining so many followers like were they funny no are we shocked no but it's simply because during that time period we thought they were highly attractive looking back on it now do I think they're attractive fuck no but this is also where Sean Mendes kind of got his start. And I did have a crush on Sean Mendes for a little while too. But not nearly. Once again, like the One Direction lasted until like 2015, 2016. Then they broke up. Obviously, it was still loved One Direction. But it kind of just shifted to my solidarity to just Harry Styles and like a little bit of Niall. And then like not too much Zayn because I blamed him and I hated him for so long because he broke up the band initially. Um... Now, the members of MagCon, like, switched around a lot. I think the one who I thought was the hottest was probably Nash Greer, um, who now has a child. And then probably Cameron Dallas for a second. Then Shawn Mendes. And then let's look up Jack Jelinski. Because he's been hot since day one. like I'm getting like my heart's fucking racing right now I mean and him and Madison Beer were just the hottest couple to ever exist this was everything them dating was everything to me because she was also kind of that same era of gaining followers and being pretty I guess yeah, no. I mean, unlike the other guys, he's been objectively attractive since the beginning. I mean, how do you have that kind of jaw structure, eyebrows, and teeth? And just, like, you're just... He was never ugly once in his life. I don't know what he looked like whenever he was 12, but I can almost guarantee it he was still attractive back then. Which is weird for me to say because that's... I'm talking about a 12-year-old, but you know what I mean. Like, he was cute. He was a cutie. And then as he got older, he just fucking rocked it here's the thing here's the thing here is the thing I am 
completely against objectifying women and the ethical concerns that comes with objectifying a woman and even men. But God, when they look like that, (laughs) I mean, come on, come. You're telling me that you're going to look like that and I'm not going to say obscene things about you and think vulgar things about you. No, that's just not where I'm at. I'm not, I don't think I'll ever be emotionally mature enough to look at a man and be like, oh, yeah, that's a good looking guy. No, I'm going to say some fucked up things in my head that you'll never know because (laughs) A, there is such thing as a digital footprint and I don't feel like creating one, at least not that kind. So after that, shifts into my crushes that are being formed not from music but now to tv shows and then binge watching them and forming once again parasocial relationships with them like it's it formed into now tv shows and then into the obsession online doing like watching the interviews um like finding out every single detail about them first and foremost comes Tyler Posey and Dylan O'Brien because of the show Teen Wolf. Um, This is whenever I started watching, instead of like, you know, Disney shows, Disney XD or or whatever, it went to like MTV and shit like that. Um, Obviously, we know that Dylan O'Brien is attractive, always has been, always will be. Um, Not only is this a fantastic show, by the way, it has a stellar looking cast. Every single person on this show is hot. I don't care what anyone says, (laughs) but I formed a slight obsession with Tyler Posey, just specifically from this show and in this show, but Dylan O'Brien, um, he last, he lingered a bit, um, because his name was, I think Styles. Yeah. His name was Styles and obviously Harry Styles. I'm going to think about that too. Cause once again, let's not forget This is still, this is like an overlap with him and One Direction. Like, this is still kind of like the same time period. And, I mean, let me look up. Because he was also in, like, movies that I would be watching, too. He was in Maze Runner that I also really loved. Um, What is this, 2014? He was just such a baby. Look at him. He is baby. He's baby boy. Dylan O'Brien all the time, but specifically 2014 is baby. Look at that. Look at him. He's just like, God. See, now I'm starting like 14 years old. just kind of whenever I grew out of like the putting posters on my walls. And it was just all up here. All of the posters and the cardboard cutouts are now up in my noggin. And it's tiring. It was exhausting. But it was just the time in my life. I was just eating it up. That was just, that's just what I did. Then continuing with the TV shows that I watched that made me form obsessions. um, We had Vampire Diaries. Obviously. Um, Still to this day, eat that show up. I love it. 
Um, Ian Sommerheide, Som, Ian Sommerhalder, Sommerhalder, what a fucking last name, and Paul Wesley, um, aka the two main dudes from Vampire Diaries. Now, here's the thing. I didn't once again form like this obsession where I was like reading fan fiction about them. Um, but it was more of just like a God, like I would want them to turn me into a vampire. Like I would let them suck the blood out of my neck, potentially snap my neck, break my back and turn me into a vampire. And I would be okay with it. I would be okay with living for eternity. Um, if it meant that my sire was Paul Wesley. And I see nothing wrong with that. I feel like that's a perfectly normal thing. Moving on. Then we, around the same time, I mean, this was just uh, circa 2013 to like 2015. I was consuming so much information that. It all just is overlapping because now we have Ansel Elgort Ansel Elgor, circa 2014 in The Fault in Our Stars. He was also baby. He was just quite, look at that. Are you kidding me? And I think also the reason I was so obsessed with him for so long um, was because of the plot of The Fault in Our Stars. Because he was just this charming romantic guy who you know loved this girl who had cancer and formed like this really like all of that is factoring into my love for this man and he it wasn't really him I was in love with it was probably more of like his character Augustus but it was still his face and he was also in Segway Divergent um, which continued his legacy in my life and also introduced me to the one and only Theo James, which I read the book and then watched the movie. And I think I'm gonna have to watch it later because there's something about he's all, he's giving the Jack Jelinski aesthetic with like the dark eyes, straw jawline, um, bold eyebrows, like just an objectively attractive man. Look at that. Are you kidding me? Definitely way too old, especially at 14, finding this man attractive. But he probably like in this movie, he probably played like a 20 something year old. And just like there's something about whenever people create characters that are the main love interest or eventually end up being the love interest who they're a little grumpy, um, but they have that soft side for the main chick. That formed a lot of issues in terms of like the crushes I had in real life because it's like, oh, I can change him. I can fix him. He's so mean. He has a drinking problem. Like he has a soft side for me though. Like I can fix him. No, babe. No, you can't. He has daddy issues so deep-rooted into his brain that a therapist might not even be able to help him. And I feel like I can attribute 
that mentality to the one and only Theo James from Divergent. Do I regret it? No, I don't. Um, I would do it again. Now, here's the thing. But, God, Miles Teller... Fuck, I forgot he was in Divergent. Miles Teller is a whole new ball game. I didn't even have him written down. Now, here's the thing. Not attractive, but hot. And I won't explain any further. Okay. Hot. Hot. Unattractive. I rest my case. So now we're moving on to like 2015 whenever One Direction breaks up. Um, 2016-ish. And they start their own solo careers. And this is where I really solidified my solidarity with Harry Styles as a celebrity crush. And just as an artist in general. Um, Harry Styles is my main course. He is the meal. Everyone else that I've really been talking about and will talk about is the appetizer or the side dish or maybe even the dessert, like something you just get and think about later. But you're really thinking about that meal. You're thinking about that eggplant parm. Harry Styles is my eggplant parm. Everyone else is like mashed potatoes or a side of peas or like french fries. But Harry Styles is my smash burger. You know what I mean? Are we following? Because at the end of the day, when someone asks me who's my favorite male celebrity, who's my number one celebrity crush, it's always going to be Harry Styles. And then I will add in these people segue so these are the people who i like will form like a slight obsession over um who i will think about a couple times a week but i'm not like following their like update accounts i'm not um you know doing the research and diving in but like when i see them if i see them in a movie or a tv show or just online i'm gonna i'm gonna get a little giddy i'm gonna be like "Mm." mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, like I might do a little research. I might see if they're married or, you know, where they're from. Do a little deep dive. Maybe watch some of their movies or shows that they have been in. Or maybe I'm watching a TV show and that's where it starts. That's the origin, which is even better because then I already knocked one task off of my to-do list, which is to watch everything that they're in. You know what I mean? So it's still an obsession, but... It's not like Harry Styles level where it is like ingrained into my brain. Like his being, I've put him in my soul. Seems intense, but really it's not. It's super relaxed. So first up we have Timothy Chalamet, who um, I think the reason I found out about him was because I watched Call Me By Your Name, which infamously is so gay. Good movie. Um, he is the perfect specimen of who I found attractive from like 2017 to about 2020, 2021, maybe into 2022. 
even still now, arguably, just malnourished, um, all bones, no meat, perfect specimen, malnourished and delicious is Timothy Chalamet. And I'm eating it up every day. I still find him attractive. Don't get me wrong. Um, once again, look at these little dimples right here. Light eyes, dark hair, dimples, jaw that could actually probably cut a pork chop. And I'm going to eat it up every day. I am. I don't care if oh, yeah, he looks like a little boy. Oh, he looks like a lesbian. I don't care. When did I ever say that I cared? I like his face. And that's that. The curly hair. It's like giving Harry Styles if he were American and didn't eat for a while and stopped going to the gym, but like didn't get fat, but he just like lost a lot of weight. Still attractive, just a little smaller. Like he is baby. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet is still baby. It's just a different type of baby. You know, it's like a modern baby. He's still baby boy though. Don't get it twisted. Then we have Killian Murphy. Obviously, Killian Murphy. Um, you might recognize that name or this face from one of two things. Peaky Blinders or recently Oppenheimer. I found out about this lovely Gorgina man through... Peaky Blinders. Great show, by the way. If you're not watching the video, come, come here. Come watch the video portion of this episode, either on Spotify or YouTube. And I need you to restart this episode to make sure that you are actually looking at these men because I need to, I need you to see what I'm seeing. It's a requirement. Because here's the thing. Similar to Miles Teller, Killian Murphy is hot however there are some times where i'm like you know i'm like "Mm." i'm just gonna look away real quick this picture of him in peaky blinders i'm gonna start licking my screen my tail's wagging that's what i'm doing right now internally i'm barking i'm screaming i am crashing whenever i look at this picture of him same with this picture same with him smoking a cigarette um, he looks upset 90% of the time, a little depressed, um, a little tired, especially, um, now, I mean, he's getting older, which is fine. What a blessing it is to get old, but there are some pictures where I'm like, Ooh! this picture, <laughs> see, I don't want to look at that. Get that out. This? Example A. And that's all you need to see. Look at that. I don't know if it's just the suit. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably also the hair. Like, I don't like whenever he has his hair like this. Uh Uh-uh. I don't want that. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Also him, like, younger, too. Like, in the 90s. Baby. Baby boy baby boy he is baby boy um before he got extremely tired he just looks so tired but killian murphy in the 90s that will that will make me think a few things look at his plush lips Mm. that's what i think whenever i see him next 
Chris Pratt. This is kind of a recent-ish development. I went to Disney recently, and I was riding the Jurassic. Jurassic? I always say that wrong. I was in line for the Jurassic ride, Jurassic Park. And he was, they were like playing this video and it was um, him just looking a little extra gorgeous because here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's a good picture. Him whenever he's got some like, oh no, it wasn't a Jurassic, but I did find out he was in Jurassic Park. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, I think it was both, but he's just like a charming man. He's got a good face first and foremost. But what's really going to make me wag my tail is Paul Rudd. Uh, he makes me want to fucking twiddle my twiddle my fingers, take my hair and twirl it around and hi, like my tap my little feet. Hi Paul. Oh my God, he makes my heart skip a beat. And he's just gotten better looking with time too. Honest to God. I can't say that about a lot of people. Look at him. Are you fucking with me right now? Just that little, that little sly smirk. That little smile is going to put me into cardiac arrest even him with long hair bushy face still hot him smiling with his teeth still hot um him not really smiling still hot this man's gonna be attractive until the day he dies look i just hang on i need a minute (laughs) him with this weird ass fucking 2001 facial hair still hot i'm thinking of this one specific video paul rudd what's it called paul rudd it's like he's telling us like dad joke or like winking oh it's like whenever he's like doing a good wink I didn't breathe that entire time. He's just going to make me blush. Like, he's just going to, like, <laughs> Paul. Hi. I got to move on. I'm getting real giddy. Oh, how do I even move on? How do I even move on from that? I don't know. No, I'm not even going to do that. Then we have Pedro Pascal. He is also a recent development because I watched, um, I watched The Last of Us and he is also very baby girl. He's just this, the personality this man has makes him 
also 10 times more attractive. He is, he's got that. He's known for his slutty little waist and his slutty little legs. Let's look at this video. First of all, I don't understand what's going on. The hair, the glasses, the little stash. Shut the fuck up. And then whenever he talks in Spanish. I hate kids, but I would have a baby with this man. All right. Next, we have men who I sometimes forget about. Like, I'm not thinking about every day. But whenever I do think about him, I'm going to wag my tail once again. I'm going to get a little giddy. I'm going to be like, oh, my God. He is so cute. So let's get into that. First up, we have Andrew Garfield. Which I can't even believe I put him on this list but it just I had to be truthful because whenever I remember he exists I remember he exists like I just want to look at pictures of him all the time he's once again that kind of guy like Paul Rudd who well not this picture I was gonna say he's always gonna be attractive but I'm not quite sure what's going on here um Bonus points for the fact that he is British. That's always going to add a couple points. Hi. Hi, Andrew. Hey. Hi. Look at you. Him as Spider-Man just like honest to God was probably the best thing that he's ever done in his entire life. Not just in terms of like his fame status, but just visually his best work. Him in this suit. Here's the thing. A man in any suit is going to do it, whether it's a military uniform suit or I don't even want to say it. A police officer uniform like. And even just like tuxedo, a suit. It's going to do it for me every single time. Spider-Man suit. Is like a whole new level that I didn't even know existed. Um, then we have Tom Hardy. I talked about him in like one of my first episodes. Tom Hardy is a guy who is probably one of the only people on the planet who can pull off a buzz cut. <clears throat> this man arguably looks better with a buzz cut, except for that picture. Um, but we don't talk about that. Um, he was also in Peaky Blinders. And that's how I found out about him. His accent, his lips. God, I'm a suck. And he's massive, by the way. Just huge huge boy and this is what he looked like in Peaky Blinders and I didn't even realize it was him until I was like doing a little digging on the cast whenever I was obsessed with Peaky Blinders and I just couldn't stop he's not real no Tom Hardy is not real specifically in this picture I can't even I don't I can't I can't Austin Butler pre-Elvis um, because whenever he did Elvis, I didn't even see the movie actually, but, um, I just feel like I get the ick now because he's like, he was, he did such, what's it called? Whenever they like are doing 
they like really dive deep into their character to get like when they're doing like a biopic. I don't know, but I just feel like he hasn't gotten out of his Elvis era and I need him to get out of there. Like him in the Carrie Diaries. Yeah. Henry Cavill. I can't believe I even, I just like, no, he's like in the other list with Pedro Pascal. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to psychoanalyze this picture really quick. First of all, the mustache. Second of all, the button-down shirt with the chest hair peeking through. Third of all, the eyes looking directly into the interviewer's eyes. The eyes that are just strikingly blue. Um, the hair. The little... Harry Styles' hair does that sometimes. And it fucking kills me. The little curl that comes down on their foreheads. It's so feminine in a way that is so masculine. And it... I <laughs> I wish I could have no filter on this podcast. Like, I wish this was just, like, my job and I didn't need to, like, have some form of filter where, like, my boyfriend's mom might listen to this or um, a potential, like, employer one day might listen to this. Like, I can't, I can't just be saying shit. Like, I have to, like, keep it toned down a little bit. But just know, like, there are things going on in my brain that I'm just, like, yep. Next, we have Will Poulter, which he is known as, um eyebrows that guy from meet the millers or we are the millers um where he has just like gnarly eyebrows now here's the thing there's two stages where i'm in love with him first whenever he was in narnia circa 2010 next within the last three years um specifically when he's in the bear season two when that man popped up on my screen when i was watching the bear i knew he was in it i just didn't know when it was going to be happening i immediately like his accent definitely adds to it 1000 percent. who was what's this him and a little a little wife beater yeah i'm gonna eat that up oh my god is this his girlfriend <gasps> yeah yeah but then like him in bandersnatch no not his best look him in uh we are the millers no him in the bear yeah he's also in the mcu um the 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 marvel universe i don't know what he is though but what is he in the guardians of the galaxy oh shit this is gonna do it for me he looks he looks so european here i'm gonna eat it up i'm gonna eat it up god he had a glow up i don't care what anyone says oh he's always been attractive no he hasn't no he hasn't um, he had a stage where he was not attractive. Oh my God. I cannot believe that I'm like actually like blushing right now. Holy shit, dude. 
I'm going to end it right there, actually. I'm going to end it on a really great note. And I'm going to... Here's the thing. I feel like in the past of my... In previous episodes, I have, and in my personal life, have bashed men. Because at the end of the day, women are better. Just, you know, from many different standpoints. And yeah, I am biased, but I don't feel like getting into that right now. You can go listen to my podcast episode, uh, Pros and Cons of Men. And women have their cons too. Don't worry. I fucking get it. But if this episode did anything, it reminded me that men are mystical creatures. They also can be not mystical and um, not wash their ass every time they shower. And they can be very toxic and cruel and mean and scary. But I think for the rest of the day, at least, I want to remember men as these men that I have listed here today. The ones that make me want to twirl my little hair and do like skip around the park and go, I have a crush. That's what these men make me want to do. So sorry to my boyfriend, but he said this was fine. Um, I don't even know if you'd listen to this one. That's all I have for today. Um, thanks so much for listening and listening to me gab on about men who will never know I exist. But that's the fun of it. Like, if I knew these men personally, I can't talk. I can't talk about um, Paul Rudd the way that I do if I knew him. Absolutely not. Um, then again, there is, like I said earlier, a such thing as a digital footprint. But I pray to God every night that I don't have to worry about that in terms of ever. Like, I couldn't be in a room with these men. Specifically, um, Harry Styles, Paul Rudd, probably Pedro Pascal. Um, who else? Killian Murphy. Absolutely not. I'd run away. The complete opposite way. Um, Andrew Garfield. Nope. Tom Hardy. Nope. Henry Cavill. Absolutely not. I couldn't be in the same room as him. I would run as if he were a tiger chasing me. As if I were a fucking gazelle and he were a lion. I'm running. I'm sprinting to the opposite end of the world. I could not be in the same room as him. Absolutely not. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. If you want, you can follow the podcast on Instagram, on TikTok. Yeah, you can follow me on Spotify and Apple Music. Write me a little review. Give me five stars, please. Actually, I don't really care that much um on youtube whatever whatever i don't give a fuck i'm just i'm just here to chat i'm just here to talk so once again thank you for listening and i'll talk to you guys next week bye